Today, on Commitment to Truth. You know, the, the unfortunate fact is that there's so many times it takes us going through difficult situations in life. Discipline sometimes to really understand that I'm legitimately his. That the adoption process is complete. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we continue a series titled, In All. Because our lives can be very hectic, we often forget to spend time thinking about how awesome the God we worship really is. Spending time thinking about and just being in awe of our God can help to revitalize our relationship with Him. This week, Pastor Cedric Brown will continue to teach us how we can be in awe of God. He will teach us how we can learn to be grateful for the discipline we receive as His legitimate children and how we can partake in and share His holiness with others through godly behavior. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. Have you ever just like, I'm not praying today because I just know what God's going to tell me. We don't necessarily say that, but our actions are, right? Well, you know, I'm not going to read the text because I know the text is going to speak to me. I'm not going to church because, you know, I don't want to just be around. I don't want to feel guilty and, and feel in some kind of way. Expose. In other words, it says, again, it says, For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. So if there's a reason why you are hesitant to come into the presence of God, chances are there's some deeds that will be exposed and you don't want them exposed yet. And that's for all of us. But then he also, this reproof from God creates a soundness of faith. Titus chapter 1 verse 13 says this, this testimony is true. For this reason, reprove them severely so that they may be sound in the faith. But in all of this reproof, in all of this discipline, he's still merciful. He still loves us immensely. And that's why Ephesians 2, 4 says this, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us. The wonderful thing about God is it is the right hands to fall into when it comes to discipline because he's always fair. He's always just and is always merciful and loving. Be grateful for it. Amen? Second answer today is found in verse 7 and 8. Again, Hebrews chapter 12, it says... It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? Now keep in mind, it says what? It says what? What son is there whom his father does not discipline? So chances are, if a father does not discipline his son, he's not acting like a what? Father. Verse 8. 
It says, but if you are without discipline of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and are not sons. So here's the scary thing in all of this is that if you are not being disciplined by God, uh, <laughs> right? It says that you are now illegitimate. Are you really his? Right, because I know before I came to know Christ, I didn't recognize God's discipline. I didn't recognize God being active in my life at all. I was just doing my own thing, however I wanted to do it. I had no God consciousness, no awareness, no guilt. It was just like, hey, whatever's right to me, I'm just doing it. Whatever I feel like doing today, I'm going to do it. And no matter who, who it affects, no matter what the consequences are, because I wasn't his child. But if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, your second answer to this question today is that you and I must begin to live like legitimate children. If you are living in awe of God, there's a responsibility that we have is to live like we are legitimately sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen? Amen. So this word, this word illegitimate means this, one born not in lawful wedlock. It also means this, Merriam-Webster, not recognized as lawful offspring. Now, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 through 28, it says this. Through the finished work of Jesus Christ, verse 26, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So if you have faith it puts your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. You're all what? You're all, if you're legitimate, can you say that with me? You're all what? We're all sons of the living God. It says, for all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male or female, for you are all one in Christ. In other words, there's no segregation. You know, there's no need for diversity and inclusion in our camp. Because we're all one because of who? Christ. There's no hierarchies in our community, in our kingdom, with our king. We're all one because of whom? Christ. Then in Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7, it reaffirms our legitimacies through our adoption. And it says that we're now heirs. Listen, it says, but when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoptions as sons. Because you're sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our heart, crying what? Abba, Father, which means Daddy, Daddy. That we can call the God of all this cosmos, the creator of all this cosmos, Daddy. These are Daddy. Then in verse 7, it says, Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Live like legitimate children. Live like heirs. 
Now, the importance of this word adoption is crucial. Within the Roman culture indicated the legal process by which a man might bring someone who's not a part of their family into his family. One who was not by nature his son, endowing him with the status and privileges of a biological son. That's what the scriptures are saying to you and I. That's why he says that we are joint heirs with Christ. The son of the living God is our big brother, if you would. That we are joint heirs with Christ. We, we have been adopted in by the finished work of Jesus Christ, and we can call him daddy, daddy, right? It's kind of like in our, in our neighborhood. There used to be a lot of people that will call my, my dad, you know, hey, 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 Pop, hey, Pop, Pop Brown, or my mother, hey, hey, Mom. But listen, here's the deal. There's only a few of us, eight of us, that was able to say daddy and mama. You follow what I'm saying? It was like it to my sister-in-law when she first got married to my brother. Uh, we would say, well, hey, why don't you just call, you know, mom, mama. And she was, Miss Brown, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown. But it wasn't until <laughs> our dog chased, him to the, chased her into the house and bit her coat that she screamed what? Mama! <laughs> you know, the, the unfortunate fact is that there's so many times it takes us going through difficult situations in life discipline sometimes to really understand that I'm legitimately his. That the adoption process is complete. I mean, how many times have you had to go through something extremely difficult in life that the dogs of life chased you, nipped at your heels, and you've come out saying, Ah, daddy, daddy, proving his legitimacy in your life. You know, when no one else was there, he was there. When you felt all alone, you weren't alone. When the world forsakes you, your friends forsake you, even your mother and your father forsake you, he was there proven his legitimacy. And that's what he says. He has adopted you through the finished work of Jesus Christ. He believes that. It's our responsibility to start believing it back. And start living like heirs of the king. Not arrogant, but living like heirs that, you know what? We are the product of a king and living in his kingdom. And it has nothing to do with us, but all to do with him. You follow me? It's kind of like this. It's like those who, who, who were born into royalty don't even know they're royalty. They just act like it. But that person who wins the lottery, right? Do you realize the, that person who, who has no history of wealth and they get wealth spontaneously, do you realize they actually lose it and become worse off than they were? Because they don't know how to live like heirs. And I believe that is probably one of the greatest faults of the church today. 
is that we're not living like we know who we really are. Live as legitimate children. Live like heirs who are powered by the Holy Spirit of God who lives within you. Amen? Amen. Influencing your world. Have you ever wondered why you were born where you were born? Why this family? Why this particular community? Why this part of the world? Why do I have these friends? Why this school at this time? Why this church? It's simple. God, through His sovereign wisdom, He knows precisely what you need to fulfill His purposes in you for His glory. You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Live grateful of discipline. Live as legitimate children. Here's our final point for today. Verse 9 and 10. Live to share His holiness. Live to share His holiness. Verse 9 and 10 says, Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good. Why? So that we may share in his holiness. That's the end game, church. It's the end game is to share in his holiness. Listen, it's wonderful. Words are important. He didn't say, okay, uh, this holiness is all about you. He says, share in his holiness. In other words, he's already holy. He wants you to just be holy with him. Versus, okay, you're holy, and then let him kind of catch up with your holiness. The word discipline here means an instructor, a teacher, a chastiser. The word discipline here means to train children, to cause one to learn, to correct of those who are molding the character of others by reproof and admonition. And the word share, it means to be, or it means to be, or to be made a partner. In other words, to be a partner with Jesus or to be made a partner with Jesus in his holiness. To be partakers of to get to find a in the whole sense. In other words, you, you, are, you are sharing in all of his holiness, not just part of it. And that's important to understand is that when the fullness of time came, we read in the passage, God sent forth his son to live in our hearts, to cry out, Abba, Father. It was all of him. The third person of the Trinity. And that's important theologically to understand, church. He, don't ask me how to explain it. He, his presence, lives simultaneously because he's omnipresent in each one of us. He, not it, and please understand, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, it's not it 
It is he. Third person of the Trinity. So let me give you an example. So if you're here today in this room, is all of you here today or part of you? All of you. Maybe mentally you're not. <laughs> but, but physically, all of you is here. Right? Present in that seat. So in the fullness of time, through the finished work of Jesus Christ, all of him is seated in you. So when you, when you think about that, so you have the Holy One of Israel. His spirit now lives where? In you. So all of his holiness, therefore, lives where? Now here's the challenge. The challenge is, <laughs> do I want to be a part of holy, all of the holiness of God or not? That's where the rubber, proverbial rubber meets the road. Well, I don't want, that's too holy for me. Well, you don't understand how she's treating me, holy or not holy, right? Well, I don't be holy today because I'm going to tell her what she needs to say, to hear, or what he needs, right? I, I'm not, no, 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 no. They're going to get what they deserve. And then that part of the holiness towards that person is not seen or heard or experienced. So we must be willing to share in his holiness even when it's difficult, even when it's foreign to us, even when it's painful, even when it's very, very um, abnormal. In other words, maybe you've never seen someone be holy in this occasion but you still should be holy. It may not be fair, but you still should be holy. Holy. Listen to what Paul suggests about holiness within the world and with relational conduct. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12, it says, For our proud confidence is this, the testimony of your conscience, that in holiness and godly sincerity, not in fleshly wisdom, but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially toward you. And you're conscious. That's, nobody can see that, right? But are you able to lay your head down on your pillow every night and know that I have conducted myself in holiness and in godly sincerity in every occasion that was given to me today? Don't worry about tomorrow. Can you lay your head on your pillow tonight and say, in every opportunity that God presented before me, within my conscience, I know that I've conducted myself in holiness and got in a godly way every opportunity he has given me. 
I've been wholly holy. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 through 17, supports this prescription for holiness. It says this. Like the one who's called you, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in ignorance. Isn't that the dilemma? We go back to ignorant ways. Right? Because it's easier sometimes to, to go that way than it is to go the holy way. That in holiness and godly sincerity, remember we talked about in that previous verse, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what I'm doing, I'm no longer ignorant to this. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. A problem with losing control or losing your composure, or maybe the other side of the coin is that you have a problem with being in control of people and situations that are important to you. Well, there's a Bible verse that says this, like a city without walls and broken into, it's like a man who has no control over his spirit. In other words, I think this verse is saying to you and I, whenever we want to be in control, whenever we are out of control, it's because we have not given up all control to the one who deserves it completely. And that is, we must become men and women who realize whenever we are at that brink of being in control or out of control, that we give up control to God. In other words, He is the only one that can protect us when we feel vulnerable and out of control. He's the only one that can manage the hearts of people that we want to control and even manage the situations that we want to be in control of. So again, the next time that you or I want to be in control of people and situations or we are out of control because we have not given all control and complete control to the one who deserves all control. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoyed the sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Thank you again for listening to our series, In Awe, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Hebrews 12.28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace, by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Throughout this series, we hope you are reminded how awesome our God is whom we serve and worship, and that you are encouraged to have a life of worship for our Lord. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, 
visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.